Hi, I'm Brandon. Hi, I'm Wendy. We reread stuff. <laughs> so, Brandon, <laughs> when was the last time you read this book? Oh, boy. I think it has probably been about 15 years, maybe longer. I read it for the first time when I was late teens, early 20s. And I know I read it at least one more time after that. And this is a book that I have recommended to people. Like, oh boy, this book is so great. You're going to love it. And it's the first in a series. I know I read, I thought I had only read like one or two of them. But I went and I looked at the Wikipedia synopsis. And I have read at least through part of all of them. So... Oh, God, this book was a chore. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I remember, I think, like, on some car rides, you talking about this book. <laughs> but you remembered the cool parts, right? Yeah. Like, and so I still think that part is cool. <laughs> uh, I cannot say I liked much of anything else, but that main idea was really awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it's... It's something we've talked about several times, like weird aliens we don't understand. You've got ships that are half a million years old, and you know they, they don't know anything about it. And people, prospectors, get on the ships and just go to see where it takes them, trying to strike it rich. I think that's neat. Yeah. That is 5% of the book. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about just, I think, pulling out the awesome parts and having it lodged in your memory, because... Yeah, and I thought those parts were interesting. They weren't really told directly. I mean, it really was kind of just throwing those ideas out there. Mm-hmm. I think he did a better job of just showing the capitalist hellscape. You know, just like I thought that was partly kind of interesting. I mean, not like it, it didn't exonerate anybody, but just the nickel and diming I thought was kind of fun. But. Some of that was good, but I even thought the corporation was too nice. Mm. I mean, compared to some of the things we've seen in the real world. True. I mean,. Okay, so on that subject, I thought, first of all, they make them pay to get up there so they can go out and do these things, and there's these large bonuses. There's 25 billion people on Earth, according to Poll. They wouldn't have to do anything to get all the volunteers they wanted to send out every ship to see where it goes. They could pay 10% of what they're paying. That's true. So it's like incompetent evil corporations. (laughs) We always love. Well, I mean, 45 years ago, maybe that was like the worst you could think of with a corporation. (laughs) True. True. (sighs) Yeah. It was a a wild ride, boy. (laughs) I will say the the thing that I remembered as being super cool was the reveal at the end Mm -hmm. that Clara was still alive. Because of time dilation and the black hole and all that stuff. I think the first time I read this, that hit me like a truck. Like, oh shit, I thought she was dead the whole time. And then, bam, she's alive and only, you know, 10 seconds has passed for her in the 20 years or whatever it's been. That was just so cool. And she's going to be in agony forever because of what he did. Yeah. And so that was, I guess, kind of, except the fact that as characters... There was no goodwill, right, that was in there at all. So it was a, a neat moment, I suppose, but I didn't 
feel it at all. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it just did. And I think, I don't know, just structurally, I think the whole conceit of the stupid, like, Freud, Freudian robot was, maybe back then it was, it was interesting. I don't know, but. It felt like the main premise, I said, reminded me of Rendezvous Rendezvous with Rama. That reminded me of, like, HAL 9000, you know, and especially some of the, the dialogue and the way it was set up. I don't know if if this is intentional. I, I think he may mention it at some point, but I was really just trying to finish this book. But Rob has all the money in the world, and he has a computer psychiatrist instead of a human. So you could say he's scared of actually figuring things out and realizing what he's done and the memories he's repressed. That's probably true, but I don't know if it was actually set up that way or if it was just, oh, yeah, computer shrink would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And I, I know we can't read Bull's mind, thank goodness, but, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just I, I just thought it added additional drag. I wasn't very interested in that. And, it, and part of it is probably, like, what was this? 70-something, right? 77, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so maybe Freudian stuff was still interesting. It just still feels super dated. I, it didn't go that hard, and I know that a lot of that came from the Bob character anyway, but it just... So that part was... Yeah, just the whole thing creaked pretty hard, I think. I, I think Paul was... I, and I have no idea. You know, I don't know anything about him. Based on this, it seems like he put some stock in Freud mm-hmm. and read at least one book about Freud. And the whole section, the whole section about Rob having his temperature taken and what that meant for his interest in men later in life. Oh, yeah, that was God. Bad. Yeah. It just. So usually I'm crying for characters. Mm-hmm. This dude just feels like I just don't don't like characters or something. Like, I, yeah, I, I just thought it was bad. And so I was really spoiler alert beyond this book. I did see enough to know that this jerk's consciousness lasts. Like, why? Why? <laughs> well, no, jettison him in. Find him a black hole. He can go in there. <laughs> Because, wow, he was pretty bad from the start. But I tried to like give him, okay, he's just revving up a little bit. I was worried, you know, the whole Robinette kind of conversation. But I was like, okay, uh-huh. it's the 70s. Roll my eyes. Move on. But I never liked him for even a moment. I was longing for, like, could Larry Underwood please? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> just... <laughs> Yeah, I wanted Larry and all the rods, and I just wanted anybody but this guy. And he just kept getting worse. And I really got the impression we were, again, I think we're supposed to think he's great. Yeah, for sure. And I I don't really have any memories of what I thought of him when I was younger. But in this book, he is so incredibly boring. The constant bragging about having sex to his computer shrink... And the way that he talks about women in general and just abusive. He beats the shit out of Clara. I didn't even remember that at all. I mean, holy shit, he's awful. That scene was ridiculous. It was beyond... I mean, he, he punched her 
four or five times and it was mentioned where in the text Mm -hmm. and the whole thing was sort of wrapped in this well she shouldn't hit me because my what instincts went off it was it was so bad Mm -hmm. you know i I'm not saying that like just a simple slap would have cut it. It would have been bad, but he full on assaulted her. And then later on, you know, it's a nod and a, oh, hey, how's it going? And then a yeah. hug. And I thought, no, absolutely not. <sighs> yeah, that was. So even if I hadn't disliked him already, that <laughs> I was, I didn't think my opinion could have gotten lower and it did. Yeah. So, yeah, he beats women, he is disparaging of them, he's... So that's just... (laughs) He uses his override power with the computer to see the computer's other female patients and asks to see the gaudier bits of their therapy. He is the fucking worst. Yeah! And so... So you think, okay, that's really bad. Uh, you know, you're like, just, you know, evil aside, could we look at other things? But he's, like, his fear of going out, like, it could have been interesting in a different character. Mm-hmm. But no. So there's basically nothing about him was interesting or cool. And I, I just don't understand the, it's the endless, I guess it was just to get more, like, sex scenes in there. Like I guess. I don't know why he goes up there and then he's a little trepidatious, hangs out. So then we have to read page after page of him at parties and like. It was so boring. It really was. I, I don't understand. Like you're on a cool planet you know, or, you know, or whatever the hell gateway is. But, you know, right. like, like you're there. You have all these like possibilities to do things. But instead, we have to read endless stories of you at parties trying to pick up various people and scoring with them. And then being like momentarily sad. Oh, I should have gone with her because she got rich. I mean, just what a weasel. Yeah, he was absolutely terrible. Unrelenting. The... Fear of actually going out and doing what he was there to do got so old. It, and I thought, okay, this is, I, I kind of vaguely remembered it when I got to that. I was like, okay, well, this happens, and then he obviously gets over it. He doesn't ever get over it. He just deals with it, mm-hmm. which I suppose could have been interesting, but not for this guy. I don't give a shit about this guy. Right. Yeah. I think in a a better writer, a better character, something that could have been interesting. Or if there was something like, I put all my money and time in this. I have to make this work. I didn't realize how scary and horrible it would really be. Mm-hmm. Instead, we kind of see maybe like one of those ships come back where everyone was dead, I think. But it's it's ruined, right? By being shown like, oh, it's just a it's just a stupid girl who can't keep it together. And then what was it? It was one of the guards who was super gross about it. Like, you know, it was the, uh, you know, oh, well, my detail is to do this. It's to search, right? And he's like, well, you know, if I'm searching the ladies, it's fine, but mm-hmm. I want to search you. And well, then sometimes I have to, you know, search corpses. And so any kind of moment about the, oh no, this really is a gamble Unlike any you really know, it's just, I don't know, undercut and kind of ruined. Yeah. 
so I had to sift through. I was trying. I was trying, you know, but I, the idea of, again, being in those ships and not really being able to work them, I thought that was cool. They didn't know where they were going. That was kind of interesting. It could have been okay, you know, to sort of t- think about, like, how the five or the three had to get to, you know, navigate that small space. But then, of course, it's all sex parties and, yes. like, sure. <laughs> Just no... <laughs> What are you doing? Well, it it really felt like a failure of imagination most of the time. Everything that's in here is 1970s tech. They have like cell phones basically, mm-hmm. but they're not mobile, right? You know, and they I guess they they maybe they do video calls or whatever it is, but everything is discs and tapes and you know, classified ads that are only so long <laughs> and it feels like the 70s in this whenever future is. Yeah, it really does. Those ads were <laughs> so ridiculous. They, oh, man, they remind me a little bit of just the, the cheesy. There used to be this pers- like personal ads, mm-hmm. but there was at least a, like, a kind of free like alternative newspaper in Madison for the longest time, and they would have the most ridiculous... They would have like ads kind of like this. I guess this is like, I mean, obviously pre-Craigslist or any other kind of hookup <laughs> kind of things. But this was, and I, so I just kind of kind of remembered that and so it, but it trained me to kind of want to skip those mm-hmm. but then sometimes I mean like I like the idea I love a good like let's stick a report in there or you know other kinds of things oh, once again I mean fail it didn't, <laughs> it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't work out as well but I thought oh this is neat I think the first time it shows up was for maybe the computer psychiatrist and mm-hmm. it looks but I mean I don't understand programming or anything but I thought what is this is this gonna tell us something and I did it tell any, you anything? Cause no. I just looked at it and was like, oh, because it's just, he's a computer, and of course it's going to look weird. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it looks kind of like code, like the code that people wrote in the 70s, mm-hmm. but it, doesn't, it didn't mean anything to me. There were so many of those interstitial pages. Yeah. So my copy is 313 pages. 64 of them wow. are interstitials like that. And, you know, a lot of them are hardly any text at all, mm-hmm. right? You know, you've got like three 20-word classified ads or something. And some of them were interesting, and you had neat things like uh, the contract being in there was cool. Some of them were used to do interesting things, like you eventually find out that Rob is in the lectures that the guy is giving on those interstitial pages, so that was kind of cool. But so many of them were just info dump and terrible. And it's 20% of the page count of this book. Yeah, yeah. And so after a while, I think I just started skimming them because I was just looking to go. Oh, it's another, it's another personal ad. It's another way to show we all we're all swingers here or whatever, <laughs> whatever stupid lingo you would put on there. And so yeah, none of it really really added up. So it just meaning yeah, it just feels like a squandered opportunity even for that time. You know, mm-hmm. I was starting to think about. I know that I have railed against you know stuff from this era. But I really think a lot of this was worse than, and partly I think it was just maybe the amount of description that's there and the fact that he's not doing anything interesting. I'm not saying that doing interesting things balances it a lot, but at least it gives you something to look at. It's like, oh, okay, so this guy can be competent, but just can't resist talking about a woman's body in space. And this guy's basically like, well, you know, I could be making money or doing these other things, but instead I'll just be be gross so i think the i think i had two i had two 
positive comments. Uh-oh. <laughs> and one was just, at one point in time, I did like the mystery like of the machines. Like I thought that was a neat thread. The other one, I was really happy that the one woman on that five-person spaceship ate asparagus and destroyed everybody. <laughs> I thought, yeah, if anyone oh. deserves the smell of asparagus urine it's you but why in the world i mean he just did that to be gross or something and then to say well i like her anyway because you know it's so much (laughs) so much of those ships and being on them is hand waved and that is the interesting part about this story yeah i mean he doesn't talk about how the life support works at all but he's got people smoking on these ships (laughs) which holy shit that drove me up a wall (laughs) was and then some of those ads were like you know like are you sick of killjoy non-smokers like you're in a a tiny capsule what are you gonna like i've been at concerts like ash on me and i'm unhappy and i'm like in the open air what are you gonna so yeah that was ridiculous and no one would bring asparagus into into space the wish i can't i I mixed up the women was <laughs> so wait was it Sherry that was all like oh, I can't sur- I can't do survival I, would I wear a bikini to the surface of the planet like if it was her maybe she would bring us back I, don't, I know. don't know it was, it was so bad when yeah anyways like I just just when I thought I had come to terms with it uh, it would just go off the rails and then you had to work I guess I started skimming enough or, mm-hmm. or reading quickly enough just to get through it because there'd be nothing that was happening and then I would go back and go well wait a second so it wasn't just an argument over well we should try the controls to go see if there is anything good out here because we took this long journey and there's nothing which I let I mean that was a neat moment you know mm-hmm. where it's like yeah you're not guaranteed they go through this hell of getting stuck with one another because they're all pretty horrible oh yeah that's right. and so yeah you wouldn't want to get stuck in a ship with them but then would that guy just completely flips out yeah and you, then you have to go, wait a second, I have to go back and recreate and sort of say, oh, okay, so he was violent enough that you had to restrain him, and your nose is, and I don't even, broken noses cannot work that way, where he's got, like, I, you know, I don't know. yards of <laughs> in his face, and, and, it, and he, I kept talking about, like, this dude was obsessed with smell. Yeah. Which is probably why the asparagus is there. But, like, he's talking his mouth. His nose is shoved full of gauze. And he, I can't stand the smell. And everyone's like, you smell. <laughs> well, I'm sure he does. But, yeah, it was bizarre. So, anyways, it could have been a tense, interesting moment where they kind of break about, like, what they're actually talking about. We could have heard the argument more. Why would you want But, that? no. And then that dude just just kills himself. Yeah. <laughs> That was a note I took because he got a syringe and killed himself uh-huh. with stabbing himself. I don't know how many times you have to stab yourself with a syringe, but I think it's a lot. <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe there are specific places you could hit. But. Maybe maybe you could inject yourself with air. I thought that was like... Sure. But he didn't. He just sort of says it. <laughs> and, and just, I guess, this woman's like helping him with his broken nose and then just like lets that slip and is like, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Space is not a thing. Yeah. yeah We're just so, going to tell you what happens to everybody else. Yeah. You have to <sighs> dig pretty hard to find, I think, 
good things. So, did you have any idea what was going to happen at the end with Clara? Not specifically. I feel like the way that it's structured, the whole he's got this block and he won't talk. You know that clearly there's something going oh, on. Oh yeah, for sure. And he'd already beaten her, you know. So right. I, I can't imagine that like physical violence is going to bother this guy, you know, at all. So I guess I didn't really think about like the time dilation or any of that kind of stuff. But it, it felt like some twist could be coming. But at that point, I had zero right faith in this writer. So <laughs> you know, I. Yeah, so I guess I, I knew something was going to happen, but it ends pretty abruptly. Oh, it, yeah, it's super abrupt. One thing that I constantly notice through here is how much foreshadowing is in here. So mm-hmm. if you were to read this again, <laughs> it would be very clear to you. Like, he uses phrases like stuck in a fly in amber, or stuck like a fly in oh, amber. Oh, true, he does, and yeah. There's a bunch of different places where if you know what the end is, like, oh, that, that is a well-turned phrase for this. True. But if you don't know what that end is, yeah. it's it's I don't know that it really adds up to enough clues to throw in time dilation because he does mention black holes and the kind of things that can happen. Sure. And I think when I was young that that was just so cool. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, relatively new for me the first time I read this. Sure, and that idea is is awesome. I think I'm trying to remember maybe the first time I was really thinking about that, and it might have been um, who is it? Dan Simmons, mm-hmm. uh, Hyperion. I think there were some neat things with the travel, and so I remember that being interesting. And there probably were maybe a couple other ones, but uh, but no, I think the flying amber he did. I noticed it when he kept saying it, but I guess I sort of attributed it to his general disdain about women and their consciousness. So I guess mm. I was <laughs> assuming that he was just like she's. Yeah, not developing or maturing or something, which I thought was pretty rich coming from him. So I think, yeah, I didn't make that connection. But again, at that point, I was like, oh, sure, that does really suck. And I mean, she's better off not getting stuck in an eternity (laughs) with you. So that was a mercy. But so I guess on the what I ended with was I'm glad you're miserable because you suck. And to know that his consciousness is just going to live on and <laughs> there's no way that I want to spend even a minute's more time in his company. So yeah. There are some neat ideas in the rest of the series. A lot of stuff about black holes and time dilation and aliens and I cannot believe that I read as much of it as I did having (laughs) finished this book again. There's no way that I would continue on with the series at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't either. I wouldn't have the, I would read a synopsis maybe. Does he do anything cool? And then (laughs) probably look at it and say no. Honestly, who gives a shit? I mean. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm not going to waste my time. I guess if someone was like, you absolutely have to find out more about Frederick Pohl's series, I'd be like, (laughs) well, that's what Wikipedia is for. Or whatever but yeah then just other things have been done i don't know well I, I yeah i don't know enough about the genealogy to know you know like maybe through the threads people were inspired and eventually you know really cool things come out of it but i, I this is know. you know this is honestly probably one of those books that is a reason why i probably didn't read a lot of science fiction mm-hmm. when i was growing up i don't know it was easier, I suppose, for me to visualize than some. But it was, again, like, but not stuff I wanted to visualize because sure. there really wasn't 
a whole lot in terms of like the flight or yeah like any of the ones I guess that we tried to, to visualize so it wasn't a, what is it we just talked about it the Arthur C. Clarke the rendezvous with thank Donald. you yeah, yeah like so you know having to visualize the staircases or things like right. that you know at least I worked for that this ooh, no, no not very much so I, f- I feel bad I feel like it's a quest I need to find some of this era honestly ooh. like I, I never thought of it I, foundation is my favorite <laughs> Uh, you know, at least. I, I don't know that I am going to choose anything from <laughs> pre two thousand ever again. We'll see. <laughs> oh, oh wow, we're going to challenge it's, accepted. It's well, I mean, specifically in science fiction, because right. so many of them have just been a slog, or you know, they would be very different books if they were written today. True. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking about this and Rendezvous with Rama and The Boat in God's Eye yeah. and Tunnel in the Sky. I mean, that's four months worth of episodes that were just no fun to uh, yeah, read. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel bad because I think that some of the, like the clear violators, there's no, in like fantasy, mm-hmm. right? There is no reason for us to pick up Piers Anthony. No. Right? Because of I mean, not. that's like a purposeful, like there's, you know, maybe there'd be a tiny bit of nostalgia, but you go in knowing that he's got gross ideas and, you know, so there's, so it'd be like a setup for failure, and I'm just right. wondering if it's because I had more experience with that. But you know, or there's other ones where I'm like, no, I, I, I'm not picking these up. I know like the the problems, and so maybe it's because this genre like is more <laughs> of a mystery to me. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's it's just disappointing. So it's it just is. like one of those where I we really do want to find good, interesting things. So maybe I gotta stick to Star Trek, and <laughs> maybe Space nineteen ninety nine. I don't know. Just yeah, I something. Think things that I have more clear memories of why I like them. Probably a good choice. This one though, again, I thought I loved this book, and I've recommended it to people, and mm-hmm. I'm glad they still talk to me if they read it. Right. Yeah. I guess it's just like never underestimate the power of. When you when you have like limited access, I think to genre when there's not a lot of it out sure. there, like you're just so hungry for like give me something like that, so I can see why so much of it is, you know, something that you would remember fondly or be inspired by or interested in, and then you look at your reality as like thank goodness there is so many wonderful things being <laughs> written <laughs> and created because, wow, oh, yeah, this was rough. Yeah, but again. Like, Shorter than a moat in God's eyes. Yes. <laughs> well, only like 240 actual story pages with uh, all the you know see? stuff that's so, stuck in there. I still feel there's, like there's there's little benefits. <laughs> oh. yeah. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Joe Hill's Nosferatu. <laughs>